You found it. Your number one place for free English lessons on the internet. Learn American English with this guy. Don't forget to leave a five-star review if this podcast improves your English. And now, here's your host, this guy. Well, channel members, how are you? Thank you so much for being channel members. I'm trying out some new gear today. It's getting kind of complicated. I have um, a lavalier mic on. That's what this is called. I like the handheld mics better, but there are a few videos I have coming up where I want to film at an animal shelter. I already talked to them and they said uh, that I could and I want to film a couple videos at restaurants. So I might want to have an extra hand. So the handheld mics, I think they sound better, but we're going to try this lavalier mic out. And I would like to answer a couple questions from some channel members, Tanya and Natalia. And I thought, let's try that out. And I also have a new camera right down there. It's called a Insta360 Go 3, in case you're wondering. But it's given me a uh, different point of view. So I can change camera angles and you can see kind of what I see. So there's, there's two cameras working at the same time. We'll see, this could be a, a total disaster, but I won't have to turn my GoPro that much. I'll already have a, a shot there. We'll see how it looks. But Natalia had a question. I have it pulled up on my phone. There's a dog. There's a dog barks at me. I think it's a friendly dog. All right, Natalia is talking about the video. Black flies. I don't know if you can see it on camera, but we have been having a problem this summer with black flies. Actually, this question kind of has something to do with uh, pests. I'm thinking about doing a, a whole video on pests. Well, here's a question from Natalia from Chile. Uh, she's saying, oh yeah, got a black fly buzzing around me right now. She said, why were you wearing your dad's shoes in a place swarmed by ticks? That's a good verb, by the way, swarmed. I'm not being swarmed by bugs right now. It's just one lone black fly. Uh, weren't you afraid of tick bites? I thought this kind of insect only lived in animals' furs, like dogs or deer. Uh, are they as common as mosquitoes? So... We do have to worry where I live for ticks. And yes, dogs, cats, will get ticks and fleas. Fleas in English aren't that bad. Um, they don't really affect humans that much. But um, the ticks are what we do have to fear. And we're actually probably going to be walking in the woods right now. So, um, I had a friend of mine, his name's Mike. I have a lot of friends named Mike, but he was bit by a tick. And Natalia mentioned deer. 
And deer ticks are the ones that we have to worry about. They do mostly live on deer. And I have seen deer in this woods before. Just a couple days ago, Jamie and I were walking and we stumbled upon one deer. I think it was only one deer, but I've uh, surprised a couple deer in here before. I think they were doing something together, which is why I could get so close. But um, yeah, so you have to worry about deer ticks. Now where I'm walking and the grass is not tall, I'm not too worried about ticks. But if I went into the tall grass over there, I would be worried. And once you go into tall grass like that, especially wearing shorts, you have to check yourself for ticks. And that happens whenever I, I was hoping we'd find a deer here, but uh, that happens whenever I go into tall grass, which I don't do very often. And in the United States, at least, pet owners sometimes will give their pets treatment so that they are less likely to get ticks on them. But it does happen every so often. And my friend Mike was bit by a deer tick and he contracted. That is a, a verb we would probably use when you get a disease. He contracted something called Lyme disease. And luckily he caught it early but it can really affect the way you're able to move. Uh, we would probably call it uh, your motor skills, the way you can move. And um, I have another friend, his name's Kevin, and he has a daughter who didn't catch Lyme disease early enough and she got really sick. I think she's still quite sick. So it is, it is definitely a concern. Mosquitoes this year um, are not that bad for some reason. In Maine, where I live, and I know Alaska can get mosquitoes really bad. This year, the mosquitoes are not that bad. It's the black flies, um, gnats, we might say. Black flies bite, they don't hurt that much. But um, there are little gnats, it could be a gnat that was flying around me. Uh, they're not that fun, but they don't bite. They just, my brother, he mows a lawn. He mows lawns for a living. Uh, he mows lawns for a living. And he said that he has had some really bad problems with gnats. Oh yeah, there are a lot of black flies in here now. Um, sounds like there's a lot of water running somewhere. That's odd. That's different. Oh yeah, it's right here. I don't know if my other camera will pick it up. Lots and lots of water. All right, next one. Where's my phone? Um, Tanya. Tanya had a question. Oh my gosh, her question is really kind of difficult. I might need to stop and think for a minute. 
So she is asking about um, the latest road trip I took. And I took that on something called Route 1. But she said she found a Route 1 in California. Like, basically, what the heck is going on? Oh, she also mentions, could I call that swaying bridge a hanging bridge? I would say hanging bridge, but not really a swaying bridge. Suspension bridge, I might say. Okay, let's try to tackle this question. Maybe go up this way. Um, okay, route. This is very confusing. This is very confusing. Okay, so if you look at a map, there's something called Route 1. And it goes from basically the Canadian border all the way down to Florida. And that is a really old road. There's also an interstate, 95, which almost goes the same way. Excuse me, and you will hear route and route. I say route, but sometimes you will hear Americans say route. Okay, so Route 1 came first. Go this way. Yeah, the sun's coming this way. Let's go this way. Route 1 came first. It's a lot older. There's a very famous highway out west, not anywhere near where I live, called Route 66. And those are really old roads. If you see street signs like Route 66 or Route 1, they were probably built at about the time cars were invented. So these are really old. Then in the 1950s, something came along called the Interstate Highway System. And it was developed, yes, for people, but also in the 1950s when the United States was in a Cold War against the Soviet Union, the interstates were designed to be a great way to move military equipment from one coast to the other, if we had to. Speaking of military equipment, two huge helicopters, huge, like President Trump says, two huge helicopters flew over my house yesterday. I think I have footage of that. So there are these routes that go from state to state and they're a little bit older. The highway system, the interstate highway system is usually more efficient. Like those highways are usually in a straight line. The routes kind of meander, it's a good verb to use. Meander, if a person is meandering, they aren't really walking in a straight line. They're not really in a hurry to get somewhere if you're meandering. But some states, I think all states, also have routes, state route. So a state route, like Maine has quite a few state routes, and those are kind of smaller roads and they don't go to another state. 
yeah, it, it's, it's very, very difficult, our highway system. If you look at 95, that goes from Maine to Florida, one of the most famous highways we have. It's just lots and lots of traffic. So sometimes there's um, ways to get around those highways. For example, 495 is a highway you can take that will go around Boston. But still, 495 has a lot of traffic on it too. So if you want me to talk more about the highway system, I can. Let me know in the comments, especially if you've gotten this far in the video. But basically what I do is I just put it into GPS and GPS tells me where to go. I went to the uh, phone store yesterday where I get my, my phone service. Because I'm going to Canada, I said, hey, I need to be able to use my phone for GPS in Canada. And they said, sure, no problem. It's just like uh, a penny per text, per gigabyte. I, I don't know how it works, but they said it shouldn't take uh, too much of my data. All right, that's a lot. Thank you all for being channel members. See you next time. Okay, I know you can barely see me, but apparently my brother had a firework like hidden. And so he just brought it out and he said I should film it. So here we go. Hopefully the camera picks it up. Maybe you saw the English lesson I did about Canada Day. Well, we're back at my brother's house and we are going to do an English lesson about how Americans celebrate the 4th of July. And the first thing we are going to look at is the famous hot dog eating contest that takes place once a year down in New York City. We're gonna try to watch it here in, uh, here in this garage. All right, my brother is here. We're gonna try to get the uh, television set up here in the garage so we can watch the hot dog eating contest. So it's a little bit of an issue here though. We're having a little bit of a problem, I think. Uh, I just need a flashlight so I can see. All right, flashlight. I mean, surely in this garage we'll be able to find a flashlight, no? It's getting very technical here. We got a flashlight. We got the HDMI changing. There's the remote control. But he has on his phone the hot dog eating contest and we are going to try to mirror his phone with this large TV. Step out here while they are working on getting the TV set up. But I did use mirror as a verb. You have probably heard of that as a noun. It's something you look in to see your reflection. But what we are trying to do is show what is happening on Brian, the guy who's camera shy, see what's happening on his phone so we can get a bigger picture on the TV but it'll be doing the exact same thing. His phone will be playing what we see on the TV and we call that mirroring and in English. It's pretty hard to say, I think. Mirroring, mirroring. Success, it is working. We are about to watch the hot dog eating contest. I've moved to a quieter part of the party. If we could even call it a party, it's not, it's not really a party. It's more of a get together. Just people are getting together, sitting around, talking. But I would like to teach you two things. One, the weather isn't exactly cooperating with us today. If you can see, it's, it's 
kind of cloudy, a little dreary. The weather is a little dreary. It's a little sad today, but cooperating means working together. So at your office, you might have another person you sometimes cooperate with. That just means working together. And unfortunately, the weather isn't cooperating with us today. It's a little cool, not great for swimming. It's a little cloudy. The weather isn't exactly cooperating with us today. And also decked out. Decked out is a phrasal verb a lot of my friends have said today. So I thought, let's teach that. On the 4th of July, some Americans like to get decked out with the American flag, which means they will wear shirts that have the American flag on it. They might put decorations up with the American flag. And unfortunately, or fortunately, our party still has Canadian decorations up, but the deck is, is pretty much decked out with American flags, kind of. If you saw my video about Canada Day, the deck was definitely more decked out with Canadian flags. But deck can also be a noun. That is the thing that is right near the pool. We call that a deck. Sometimes we will just sit on the deck and, and talk. If you saw the Canada Day video, you know that this is a Blackstone. And while most Americans will do a traditional barbecue, we just had barbecue a couple days ago. So this is more Japanese inspired. This is a, a hibachi. We got some onions browning. Can you hear that sizzle? And because the weather wasn't so great, remember it wasn't cooperating with us, my brother and his wife put up this blue thing we call a pop-up and it's 4th of July, but I still see, what is this over here? This is a, I think that's a Canadian bathing suit. I really wish this was a, a more of an American bathing suit for 4th of July. You might also hear some Americans call the American flag the stars and stripes because it does have 50 stars on the flag and it also has 13 stripes. 13 stripes for the original 13 colonies. And yes, even dogs can be decked out in the stars and stripes. This is my plate for the 4th of July. I have a little hibachi on the left and on top you can see some pink sauce. We call that yum yum sauce in English. And on the right, eh, it's just a little macaroni salad. Maybe you can see uh, some baby tomatoes in there. Every year I make a strawberry cake for 4th of July, but I didn't have as much time this year. So instead of making homemade icing and homemade cake batter, I went store-bought, which means I didn't put in the sugar or the flour to make something from scratch. I bought it at the store. I'm just hoping nobody can tell the difference between my homemade cake from last year and my store-bought cake this year. We might say the cake came from a box. And of course, we will be lighting off some fireworks once it gets dark. 
but unfortunately my camera will not pick that up. You can just imagine them. Maybe I'll put in some like other people's fireworks, people who have a, a better camera. Actually, I think my brother is going to light off a smoke bomb. Okay, I know you can barely see me, but apparently my brother had a firework like hidden. And so he just brought it out and he said I should film it. So here we go. Hopefully the camera picks it up. Hopefully I can capture it on film. You hear it raining down here, all the, the particles. It's technically illegal to light off fireworks here in this neighborhood, but there are tons of other neighbors that are doing the same thing. So hopefully the police will not show up. Hopefully they won't come here. But if they do, of course, I'll record the whole thing. I hope you have enjoyed this English lesson about the 4th of July. If you are looking for another English lesson, check out this one. I interviewed a Canadian about Canada Day. We are live. What is going on, everyone? I hope you are doing well. I hope you are ready to learn about English phrasal verbs, those tricky things that native English speakers say all the time. When you think you understand how a word works and then they throw it in to an English phrasal verb, just like I did there, and it totally changes the meaning of the word. We are going to cover about 60 today. There might be some repeats, but what I have for you today is a quiz that we will take together. I will explain why the answer is correct. And by the end of this, I'm really hoping you know English phrasal verbs a little better. I am here a little bit late. I think maybe, what, 20 seconds late, 30 seconds late? Because we were having a members chat. If you are watching on YouTube and you would like to become a member, there is a link. And before the live stream today, we had a members chat. I was uh, fortunate enough to talk with Anya, catch up with Anya. She is a channel member. It's been, oh, she's in, she's actually in the chat too. It's been a little while. John was there. Renata, hope you're doing well. Freddie Wolf, what is going on? Constantine Omron, I learned. I learned something new about Dubai. There's only AC in the bathrooms there. So I like hot weather. We were talking about that in the members chat. Team Summer. Anya and I are both Team Summer. But I didn't realize in Germany, you might not have air conditioning 
when you sleep. So I don't know. I might not be team team summer anymore. I need it to be really cold when I sleep. So Danny's here. Wiley Coyote may be battling the Roadrunner at, at a time or two. Anya, hi again. Oh, Dequa? Dequa? Hope you're doing well. Carlos, how are you? Gerond? Good morning. Elena, we meet again. Renata, Avis, Carlos from Colombia. I will actually be in Colombia in April of 2024. Just, just the airport though. So I'm flying from Rio to Bogota to Boston, I think. So I will actually be able to say, hey, I visited Colombia. But it was it was just in the, you know, just in the airport. So I don't think that counts. Thomas, we can open the windows, but when it's like, does it cool? Maybe it cools down, but I don't know. I'm just so spoiled with, uh, with AC, I guess. Mega's here. Egypt is in the house. Peru is in the house. Oh, we have 78 people watching. So I think you are probably tuning in English phrasal verb. I think you are probably tuning in to learn about English phrasal verbs. Not for me to say hello to everybody, but Modegs, how are you? Welcome. No, I wish, I wish. I'm trying to learn Portuguese right now, but I do not speak Spanish yet. Algeria. I, I've been doing some research on Algeria and Algiers and how much would it cost for me to fly to Algeria? Seems like a great country. I looked it up yesterday. 1400 American dollars. Oof. Hey, Carlos, thank you so much. Thank you so much. France, really? No AC? Yeah, I think some people um, think that if you have AC, then it might get you sick. But I don't mind. I'll get a little sick to stay cool, right? Thailand, Pakistan, no way. Hey, who's there? 13 years old, Pakistan, maybe Lahore, Islamabad. I would love to, I would love to visit Pakistan too. So, and I think I'm going to be visiting Egypt in the next few years. All right. Bolivia. Oh, beautiful place. La Paz also looks beautiful. Highest capital city. I think in the world, La Paz, I think, right. Am I getting it mixed up? Let's Taiwan. Welcome. How are you? All right, let's go into something that I know a little more about, and that is phrasal verbs. And I know that they can be tricky, but what we are going to do here is look at a quiz with 20 questions about phrasal verbs. Now, I did not create this quiz. There are two questions that I have a problem with, and we will talk about those when we get there. But let's start off right now. I am going to read the directions for the question and each of them are a little different. I thought this might help you if you are going to take the IELTS or the TOEFL. We will look at a number of ways the test will ask you the question. Then I will read the question and then as soon as you know the answer, feel free 
to write the letter, A, B, C, or feel free to write out the English phrasal verb, write out, another English phrasal verb. And I'm sure, yeah, Mahmoud, why do Americans use phrasal verbs a lot? I don't know. I think the best way to learn phrasal verbs is to listen to native English speakers use them, but we do use them all the time. Okay, here we go. And some people have uh, answered in the chat already. So this might be an easy one for some. All right. Choose the correct phrasal verb that completes the sentence. Jenny blank, her brother at the train station yesterday. Jenny picked up her brother. Jenny looked after her brother or Jenny took off her brother. Now there is one of those that doesn't even make sense, but and I might actually say this a little bit differently. Hey, thank you, Atif. Yeah, I appreciate that, my, my friend. So Abbas says A. Do you think that one is correct? Jenny picked up her brother at the train station. There are a lot of A's written there. So I do think that would be the correct one. Oh, Adi having a little dinner with his wife and learning a little English at the same time. Yeah, so I think pick up is the best one here. You could, so there's picked, which is a verb, and then there is up, which is the preposition. Put them together, you get a phrasal verb. You could move up to a little bit further in the sentence. You could say Jenny picked up her brother or Jenny picked her brother up. Both are correct. And you will hear both ways. Hey, there are a hundred people watching right now. Welcome. Now this will come up later. Jenny looked after her brother. Now that does make sense, but the meaning is different. If you say Jenny looked after her brother, that means she, we might say in English, she babysat him. So maybe Jenny is an older sister. Her brother is younger. So she acts like a parent or a guardian to make sure he doesn't get hurt or anything. All right. That was a kid question. Look at that. Look at the Freddie Wolf flexing a little bit. Like too easy. Uh, I, I wanted to make this fairly easy this is going to be for like b1 a2 students so maybe freddie who might be a c1 i don't know this might be a little bit of a review all right yeah man, i'm trying trying right alfredo yeah i'm trying to learn a lot i love i love the world i love uh i love geography i love meeting other people so uh, renata I'm going to say you do you. So with learning, everybody would have a different style. So Renata says the best way to memorize phrasal verbs is to learn them in context. So that means learn them within the sentence, not just by itself, but with a sentence like we're doing here today. 
Oh, making up your own examples. That's a great, that's a, Renata, that is a great tip right there. All right, now Abdi. I don't, maybe these are too easy, right? For some people. Keep an eye on. Yeah, so Audi is saying, instead of look after, Jenny looked after her brother. Jenny babysat her brother. You could, hey, Jenny kept an eye on her brother. That's an idiom, but it means the same thing. She just made sure he didn't get hurt. All right, number two, for all of you who think this is easy, maybe this will be harder. Select the appropriate phrasal verb to fill in the blank. The meeting has been postponed. That might be a little hint there. The meeting has been postponed. It will be blank until next week. So we're looking for an English phrasal verb that means postponed. The meeting will be put off until next week. The meeting will be come across until next week. The meeting will be set up until next week. So if you've done a lot of listening, you know that two of them don't make any sense. There's only one that means postponed. So the meeting will be put off until next week. And unfortunately, with some of these phrasal verbs, they can have more than one meeting. But if you said put off, put off, put off, you are correct. Ooh, there are some answers that are not correct. So let's talk about, some people are saying set up. That is a little different. So this meeting might've been set up a week ago. When you use set up, it can mean to plan. So let's say you were talking to a friend of yours, maybe somebody you work with, a coworker, and you need to talk to them. You might say, hey, can we set up a meeting for tomorrow? Yeah, I think um, we need to talk some things over. We need to talk over some things. English phrasal verbs, they're everywhere. But postponed means you had a time when you were going to meet, but for some reason that didn't work out. Oh no, more English phrasal verbs. It didn't work for some reason. So you had to put it off until a later date. Hopefully that helps. Oh, really long. I, I don't know if I can read all of this. That's, that's a little bit too much. But oh, I think what Mahmood is saying is that he's going to have to watch on replay. Look at this. Look at this. Durant, the meeting has been postponed. It will be put off until next week. Wrote the whole thing out there. Nicely done. The English teacher and me must say you do have a run-on sentence though. Postponed, put a period there, capitalize that I for it. That's beautiful though. The meeting has been postponed. It will be put off until next week. Well done, my friend. Is Filippo here? Yeah, he is. Filippo, how are you? Constantine, oh, postponed, is that a C1 word? Interesting, interesting. You will hear that quite a bit. 
All right, are we ready for the next one? So it looked like most people got the first one correct. Couple, couple wrong answers for number two. How about come across before we move on? Come across, feel free in the chat if you know what come across means. Or well, we talked about set up, didn't we? So come across, I think the best way to describe it is you found something you didn't know you were looking for. You came across something. You found something you didn't know you were looking for. So let's say you have some papers in storage. Storage. So you're not using these papers right now. You have them in a box in the closet. And maybe you're looking for, what could you be looking for? Your passport. Maybe if you have a passport. Mine is in storage. I know where it is. So maybe I get that box down from the closet and I'm going through it. And then I come across an old passport. So maybe I have two passports in there. One I'm looking for and one I forgot I had, like an expired passport. I would just come across that passport. I didn't mean to be looking for it, but I found it. Come across. Yeah. We'll have some other examples of come across. Yeah. All right. Run across. Run across. Yeah, so in a future video, I walk across a bridge. I talk about that. Yeah, did you run across? We could use that, I think, instead of come across. Hey, um, did you run across any uh, old passports in that box? Oh, you could, I think. You could. Oh, yeah. Theo. That sounds very British. Tidy. Americans will know what you were talking about, but that is definitely a British thing. I like tidy. I like a room when it's tidy. I tidied up my room until I came across some old pictures. Might change it a little bit there, but yeah, that's nice. While I was tidying up my room, I came across some old pictures. That is good. I wish my English accent was better, but maybe I need to watch more English with Lucy. I tidied up my room a bit. We came across some old pictures. It was nice. All right, are you ready for the next one? Okay, jeez, Renata. How many phrasal verbs are there? I think new phrasal verbs are made up every day to use a phrasal verb. I think phrasal verbs are invented every day. It's like the universe expanding. Native English speakers just use new phrasal verbs every day. I could be wrong, but oh, there you go. I'm getting my teeth into phrasal verbs. All right, let's do another one then. Let's do another one. Number three, which phrasal verb best fits in the sentence? My friend and I blank a new restaurant in town last night. My friend and I came across a new restaurant in town last night. My friend and I looked after a new restaurant. My friend and I went out a new restaurant. Hmm. Now only one of them works. Only one of them works. 
Bom dia, Rod. Oh, Rod's here. Rod, what's up, man? Long time no see. As Constantine says, long time no see. I did, I did not read your, I don't think, Mahmoud, there is, um, we have 107 people in the chat. I did, I missed it. Was it about phrasal verbs? Okay, so we have um, lots of C's. Oh boy, hmm, hmm. To the people saying earlier, this is baby stuff. This is easy. Uh-oh. There are a few mistakes. Hmm, let's talk about this. So my friend and I came across, came across Amina, nicely done. Rudy, Rudy, are you the same Rudy from the Dominican? It's been a little while if you are. All right, Filippo, well done. Bravissimo, amico mio. My friend and I came across a new restaurant in town last night. So the correct answer is A. And remember, we talked about come across or came across as you found something you didn't know you were looking for. Now, a lot of people said C. The reason C does not work is it's missing a preposition. We would have to have two if we were going to use C. My friend and I went to, or we could say went out to a new restaurant, but it's missing that preposition. So it does not sound correct. I'm going to say it in the wrong way. And hopefully your ear, wait, 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 no, that doesn't sound right. My friend and I went out a new restaurant. So you need that too. Went out to a new restaurant, but the correct answer is A. The correct answer is A, all right? Mary, wow. Lots of old faces here. Mary from Iran. I know you. Bomjia. Bomjia. So Hilton is also from Brazil. Brazil. All right. Knowing and understanding phrasal verbs is one thing, but working them into your speech to make it sound more natural, that is a real challenge, in my opinion. Yeah, mode. I totally agree. So I think it's mostly native English speakers who will use these English phrasal verbs. And so just like with any other words, if you can understand them at first, the longer you listen to them, listen to native English speakers say these, the more you will be able to use them yourself. So yeah, perfect. It, you can speak perfect English without ever using English phrasal verbs. It's just if you are talking to a native English speaker, they are likely to be using English phrasal verbs like every other word, right? We just throw them into our conversation all the time. So hopefully after this lesson, well said mode, Brazil is in the house. Privet, Privet, Yulia is here. Welcome. Welcome. Ah, oh, Constantine, don't feel shame. It's okay. It's okay. No way. Beirut. Love it. 
All right, Renata, could you please explain the following phrasal verbs really quickly? Beef up. It's a good one to know. So beef. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm sorry if you are, um, my mood, I can't read these. Look at it. It covered, it covered my face. Sorry, man. It's just, it's too long. It's too long. So beef up. That means you were going to study a little harder, probably. So hopefully with this lesson, these are going to beef up your knowledge of phrasal verbs. Dash off. That probably means run away really quickly. String along. Ooh, I'm going through these quickly. Um, we would use this probably when we're talking about romance or love. So if one person is in love with another person, but that other person is not in love with them, but they never say they don't love them, they would string them along. So let's say there's an older man like myself, it's going bald, got some wrinkles, got some gray hair, and maybe I'm not married. And maybe there's this uh, young, beautiful girl um, that I kind of like, probably shouldn't have used myself since I am married. And, and maybe I have a lot of money, I don't. And then um, I wanted to impress this young lady, like, hey, I'm gonna take you out to a fancy restaurant. Another English phrasal verb. And she just goes with me because she wants me to spend money on her. She would be stringing me along. Now that was a fun word. I should, I should copy this and then like do a whole lesson on beef up, dash off, string along. Renata, good stuff. All right, we have a lot to get through. Wait, was Libya in the Vietnam? Oh, thank you so much. Libya is here. All right. Hey, Filippo, great advice. Great advice from the chat. If you're not sure of them, don't use them. Yeah. So native English speakers will use them all the time. So if you kind of understand, that's cool. It's better not to use them than to accidentally, you know, mess them up. But whatever. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Now, I don't think so, Nay. Is it possible to know how many phrasal verbs native English speakers in the United States use? I don't think so. Oh, beef. You could, oh, you could have a little beef with somebody too. Yeah. You have a little bit of a problem with somebody. You got beef with me? Do you have beef, beef with me? Hey, I just got a... Yeah, just uh, just got a just got a text from uh, Aaron. I'll answer that later. Renata, hey, thank you so much. Face palm. No, Javis, no. I'm a happily married man. I don't have the energy for anybody young. Pick up, pick up a girl. Yeah, I'm. If if Jamie is watching this, I might get in trouble. I am not trying to pick up. Any, any girls at all? No, just one's enough for me. Oh, the Congo. Welcome. All right. Yeah, you, I am married. That's right. It was a bad example. It's a live lesson. It's a bad example. All right. Let's move on here. Let's move on. We got a lot of these to get through. Hope you're having fun. These are fun for me. 
We did this one. Number four, fill in the gap with the correct phrasal verb. Could you please blank the lights? It's too dark in here. Could you please turn on the lights? Could you please run out the lights? Could you please bring up the lights? A, B, or C? Which do you think is correct? And there is only one answer here that makes sense. There is one letter that is appearing in the chat quite often. And that letter is A. Cambodia, welcome. Kurdistan, love it. Kurdistan is in Northern Iraq. All right, lots of A's here, right? Omron says A, turn on. Yeah, so if we had a difficult one, got another, another text from Aaron. Got another um, text, but I'll answer that later. A, 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 that one pretty easy, right? Mostly A's, Danny, Freddy, A, Ricardo, A, turn on. Yeah, gonna turn on the lights. Uh, bring up. We might talk about that later. Why'd you have to bring that up? Why did I have to bring up an example of me trying to date a younger woman? That was not right. So bring up is another way to say mention. Bring up. All right, let's do it. Lots of A's there. Okay, that was easy, right? Glad to see so many people getting it correctly. Kim, that is correct. Let's move on. Number five since that one was so easy. Choose the appropriate phrasal verb to complete the sentence. The children need someone to blank them while their parents are away. The children need someone to look after them. The children need someone to go through them. That sounds painful. The children need someone to break down them while their parents are away. I sense a trend. I sense a trend. Are all of the correct answers A? No. No. Elise says A. Constantine says A. Amina says A. Freddie Wolf. Stella. We got a lot of A's here. This one, was this one easy? Filippo? A? All right. It is. It is look after. And we, we talked about that earlier, right? It means to watch. You might hear also babysit in English. So older siblings will sometimes look after their younger siblings if their parents are gone. All right, keep getting text messages. I'm a little, little distracted. I'm gonna hide my phone. Yes, so look after, look after. Easy peasy, right? Should we move on? I'm sure some people, 118 people watching, welcome. I'm sure that um, some people really, you know, English students who are at the maybe the, the B2 or C1 level are sitting there like, Brent, challenge me. Come on, bring it. Maybe this one's harder. Which phrasal verb fits best in the sentence? I, I missed a preposition there. Remember, this is not my quiz. There are two that I have trouble with, but the, the, 
person, whoever made this quiz messed up. They forgot an end. They forgot a preposition. It's getting late. We should put off and head home now. We should take off and head home now. We should call off and head home now. Tricky one here. A, B, or C. We should blank and head home now. We should put off. Remember, we said that probably means postpone. We should take off and head home now. We should call off. All right. Beverly. Take off. It does mean go home. Or at least it means leave, right? So hopefully we got lots and lots of bees. Wait, wait, wait. Did you somebody said they gave up? No. Don't give up. Don't give up. Another English phrasal verb meaning um yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, so I understand if you have to uh take off. Maybe this lesson is lasting a little too long. Yeah, well, you could take off in an airplane. Take off in an airplane. Was this English junkies? Do we have some English junkies in the chat? I guess English junkies love to be quizzed on phrasal verbs. That's why you can see a lot of old faces. Maybe. Maybe they thought, okay, Brent's lessons kind of suck every other time. But hey, I'm here for the phrasal verbs. It could be. I'm hoping we have lots of Bs for this one. Because it does mean to leave. To take off also can mean to leave. There are a couple different definitions for take off. Gotta go. Gotta go. Yeah, Renata, more excellent advice here. You know, don't try to learn them all at once. Don't give up. Don't surrender. Absolutely. All right, let's do this here. Next one. Just checking the chat here to make sure. Yeah, Omron. Yeah, mistakes are important. Um, you know, I don't think a teacher should make that many mistakes. I, I, I have a, I try to hold myself to a higher level because I am a teacher. Um, but as a student, if you do make mistakes, it's a great way to learn, actually. All right. Call it a day, head home now. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're not gonna call it a day for this English lesson, not for a while. But yeah, just in, in case anybody is wondering, the correct answer is B. We should take off and head home now. Please, don't take off from this English lesson. Right, put off would mean to cancel. Yeah, put off. Uh, no, put off would be to postpone. So let's talk about that. Put off means to postpone, but call off. Call off means to cancel. So if you postpone something, you're still going to do it. It's just going to be at a later date. But if you call it off, it's not going to happen. They called off the wedding 
because the bride and the groom hated each other. Yeah, something happened. They called it off. If you postpone a wedding, you can put it off until the next summer or something. Hopefully that helps. Great question. Number seven, fill in the blank, the correct phrasal verb. The students need to blank their assignments by tomorrow. They need to hand out their assignments by tomorrow. They need to turn in their assignments by tomorrow. They need to look up their assignments by tomorrow. There is only one that makes sense there. They need to, yes, call off, call off, call off. Two Fs. Call off means to postpone. Oh, dear. There are a few different answers here. I see some A's, I see some B's, and I see some C's. Okay. Um, it looks like we don't have consensus for this answer. Consensus. You will hear that in business quite a bit. That is when everybody can agree. When you come to consensus, that means everybody has agreed to do something. It doesn't look like we have consensus here. So I will read it again. The students need to hand out their assignments. They need to turn in their assignments. They need to look up their assignments. The tricky thing about this is all three of those English phrasal verbs can be used in school, but now I see a lot of A's. Um, I am going to uh, take a quick sip of water and remind you, this guy's gonna come on and remind you to do something, okay? If this lesson is helping your English improve, don't forget to tap that like button and share it with a friend who's learning English. All right, so if this is helping you, please tap that like button, subscribe if you haven't subscribed, and I am going to try to find a correct answer for this. It is, I'm looking hard, I don't, B is the correct answer. There aren't too many Bs here, so maybe we need to, there you go, turn in. Turn in is the correct answer, okay? The students, excuse me, the students need to hand out. So I can see why some people would choose this one. Excuse me again. The teacher would hand out. Let me get rid of this. The teacher would hand out. So maybe there is a quiz the students need to complete. Pass out, hand out give them, which is not the phrasal verb. So that is what can make that kind of confusing. But when you have completed an assignment, you will hand it in or you will turn it in for your assignment. A completed assignment gets turned in. Now look up, you use that with like research. So the students might have been looking up information while they were completing that assignment, but 
the best answer and the only answer for this one is B, to turn in their assignment. Hope that helps. Okay, tricky one. It is B. It is B. B. Um, let's see. Look up. No. Um, no, it does not need a two. So need to, uh, they need to look up some information on the internet. They need to look up some information on the internet. So you don't need a two there. Now, when you, when you use look up to, that means admire. So many people look up to their parents or me as an English teacher, I look up to Bob the Canadian, Bob the Canadian. I have stolen a lot of his stuff during live streams. For example, maybe we should, uh, we should go to members only chat. I don't know. Did I, I didn't even have this set up. Oh no. Members only as a thank you to channel members. I would like to turn on members only chat right now. How about the next one? They just, uh, it's just members only as a thank you. And if you would like to become a member, there is a link in the description for you to become a member. Let me see here. Doing this on the fly. We can learn some English idioms here. Doing it on the fly. I did not plan for this to happen. I should have been more prepared. All right, members only chat for number eight. As a thank you to channel members. During the summer, once a week, we are doing members chats before the lesson. And also you'll get your name in green. You'll get a bonus video each week. Oh, and I am doing some summer tutoring. Half an hour, 30 minutes. It is $30, but you will get an email beforehand. I will ask you, what do you want to discuss? And then at the end of our session, you will get an MP3 file with the audio of our lesson. And you will also get a link to rewatch the lesson as many times as you would like. And I do know it is quite expensive. Members only. Here we go. Select the suitable phrasal verb to complete the sentence. I need to blank this document before sending it to the client. I need to go over this document before sending it to the client. I need to take off this document. I need to run out this document before sending it to the client. There really is only one perfect answer here. I need to blank. I need, okay. Mina, very quick on the draw. I need to go over this document before sending it to the client. Filippo, Freddie Wolf. It does seem like we've come to consensus on this one. A, I do believe A works here the best. I need to go over this document. When you see that phrasal verb, go over, it means you've done the work once. 
So maybe you are taking a quiz like this. It has 20 questions. Maybe you have filled in all of the answers, English phrasal verb, but before you turn in the quiz, you wanna go over it one more time. So go over means to look at your work and make sure there are no mistakes. Or as Freddie says, to check. You wanna, you wanna check the assignment to make sure there are no mistakes. You go over it so there are no mistakes. All right, so let's do one more just for the members here. Thank you. Number nine, what do you think? Number nine, choose the correct phrasal verb that fits the sentence. The teacher asked the students to write down the answer in their notebooks, to set up the answer in their notebooks, to look after the answer in their notebooks. There is only one that really works here. It might be the same, same letter as the last one. We got an A. We got another A and another A. So the teacher asked the students to write down the answer in their notebooks. Yeah. Now, this English phrasal verb is just native English speakers being jerks, right? Because you could say the teacher asked the student to write the answer in their notebooks. But no, we had to put down, write down. You can say it without the down. It makes perfect sense. But sometimes, you know, we just will have to use up at the end. So I need to clean my room. I need to clean up my room. Sometimes we use English phrasal verbs when we don't have to. Come on, native English speakers. Omron, thank you so much. This live stream is extremely helpful. So let's let everybody back into the chat. Anyone who wants to join. But I do want to say a huge, like our former president might say, gotta be huge. I would like to say a huge thank you to all of the channel members. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, everybody's back in for the next one. Say, what is it going to be? Number 10, fill in the gap, fill in the gap with the appropriate phrasal verb. The dog suddenly blank and chased after the squirrel. Is that a hard word to say? Squirrel. The dog suddenly ran away and chased after the squirrel. The dog suddenly brought up and chased after the squirrel. The dog suddenly turned on and chased after the squirrel. So I can tell that there might be some tricky, tricky thoughts going on here because there's one that like it could work if it was written differently, but the way it is written, there is actually only one. Thank you, Haviz. Gotta be Hodge. I just like saying it, just like saying it. A, the dog suddenly ran away and chased after the squirrel. Ran away, ran away. Yes, 
ran away. Okay, not too bad. And what I am noticing with this quiz is if you are doubting anything, just put A. It might be correct. Out of the 10 questions we've had so far, I think A has been the correct answer for like seven of them. So yes, okay, so Omron is saying C. It's a little tricky, okay? So if this was worded differently, or if maybe there was a different situation, if you turned on somebody, it could be used here, but I would have to rewrite it, okay? The dog suddenly turned on the squirrel and chased after him. So if, if the dog and the squirrel were playing together nicely, but then the squirrel did something to make the dog mad, then the, we could say the dog turned on the squirrel and started chasing after him. Yeah, so that's probably an upper level English phrasal verb. If you turn on somebody, it means you were friendly with them at first, but then you get angry. So I know, you can turn on lights, but you can also turn on a person. Oh, there's another way to turn on too. But I'm, I'm already gotten into trouble for talking about, eh, never mind. I'm not going to go with that one. But if you know, turn on, if you, mm, uh, yeah, turned on, you find that you could find somebody attractive if you were turned on by them, turned on by them. Phrasal verbs. Gotta love it. Annual. Hope you're doing well. Is that the Emmanuel from Brazil, right? right? Yes, exactly. Constantine. If you don't know, and then you see like a bunch of A's in the chat, yeah, just go A. Yeah, see, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, Diego ran away and ran out. It could. It could. All right, so um, maybe your house was just getting too crazy, so you ran away from everybody. You could run out the door. You could also run out, right? Hey, this house is too crazy. I'm, I'm running out right now. Um, also, run out can mean that you don't have any more of the supply. Like earlier this week, we ran out of batteries. I don't even think I have a battery around. But yeah, so I had to order more batteries. You know what? This is chapstick. I never leave home without chapstick. I like my lips to be hydrated. And I always make sure I have enough chapstick on hand. So I never run out on hand. That might be new. All right, we got we will not finish today. I have about 10 more minutes be before I have to leave. All right. Just looking through the chat there. Make sure I didn't miss anything. Let's do it. Number 11. Get ready. Whoa, oh, hang on. Adam, you're saying they ran out of chicken nuggets. That's awful. That's a bad day right there. Chicken nuggets. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Haviz, 
I don't know, Brent's voice is a turn on. If 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 you if you like the sound of my my voice, if it puts you to sleep, maybe could be could be a turn on. Wait a sec, hang on. Mega, in your country, only ladies use chapstick. Well, the men in India must have some really dry lips. Yeah, make sure you you apply it liberally. That means apply a lot of it. Yeah. I like my lips to be well hydrated. Come on. I, I bet there are some Indian men who use chapstick. Maybe I should move to India and start selling chapstick. It's the best thing in the world. Come on. Lipstick from, is that not a thing? Lipstick for men? Yeah, I guess. I don't like my lips to be all chapped and dry. All right, let's do it. Oh, AS. Okay. Turn the lights off. ASMR right now with Brent as we learn some English. Yeah, I don't. Is there a difference between lip balm and chapstick? I don't know. Maybe. Lipstick. Lipstick is different. I'm not putting any color on my lips. I mean, I guess if I wanted to, but no, this is just clear. It's just Burt's Bees. Best chapstick ever. Used to be made in Maine. Lipstick. It's not lipstick. It's not. But if I wanted to, I would put some lipstick on if I wanted my lips to be nice and red. But they're not. It's just chapstick. It's just. Wow. We just lost 20 viewers because I put on chapstick. Oh, no. What happens if I do it again? <laughs> okay, let's get back to uh, ASMR. English learning here. The next one. Oh, S reminding you to subscribe. You gotta hydrate the lips. Anya, Burt's Bees, that's what I'm talking about. There you go, okay. Number 11, ASMR, English learning. Choose the correct phrasal verb to complete the sentence. The cat blanked the tree when it saw the dog approaching. The cat climbed up the tree. The cat looked after the tree. The cat put off the tree when it saw the dog approaching. All right. Okay. Thanks, Mega. All right, so lots of A's here, right? The cat climbed up the tree. The cat climbed up. Are these all A answers? Well done here. Who made this quiz up? I, I promise I did not make this quiz up. I did look over the quiz to make sure all of the answers fit. And they do. I just did not realize how many answers were A. Yeah, it's not lipstick. It's chapstick. But still, right? Come on. Come on. Audie the tie says A. Okay, Renata. I heard a native speaker say, he broke up with me. He broke it off. Can I shed some light? Yeah, those both work correctly. Looks like everybody's saying A, right? Um, yeah, but you could break off um, a relationship. You could break off a wedding. You could break off a date. You could break off a meeting. 
Yeah, uh, he broke it off with me. It means canceled. Um, but yeah, broke up means they are no longer dating. Hope that helps. Whoa, lots of A's. A for sure. For sure. ASMR voice. All right. Answer is A. Correct. Yeah, what an what a na- what a nasty guy. Are you talking about me? Oh no, hopefully. Hopefully the person who broke up with that girl or that woman, right? Right? Okay, Renata, thank you. Thank you, Clive. Most people use chapstick in Taiwan. That's what I'm talking about. So in the winter, my goodness, I use I use chapstick all the time. Should I do a lesson on chapstick versus lip balm versus lipstick? Guess. Maybe. Audie the tie. Coming in with a super sticker. I got a little something for you. Audie the tie. Thank you so much. Seems like you do this almost every lesson. Thank you so much. I hope your dinner with your wife went well. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. All right. And as that happened, I took a, I snuck a little sip of water. Snuck a little sip. All right. Thank you so much, Audie, the tie. I appreciate it. No, 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 no. Omron. No. Teachers never steal. We borrow others material now we never steal uh yeah I, I don't know i don't know i i don't know i probably i use chapstick oh, thank you atif my voice all right let's go what's the next one here charles hope you're doing well we are on number 12 i think this might be might be our last one because I do need to get need to get going now. Oh yeah. So sorry, you're live now. Okay. Got a couple couple uh couple texts from people that I'm but I'm live. Yeah. Uh my friend there, Aroni. Shout out to him. I don't think he's watching now, but he is actually in Philadelphia and the United States, and he's also going to be visiting Washington, D.C. All right, here we go, number 12. Select the appropriate phrasal verb to fill in the blank. I need to blank my shoes before going into the house. I need to take off my shoes. I need to go through my shoes. I need to call off my shoes. So... Maybe you came in to this live stream as an A2 learner, but I think even if you are an A2 learner at the beginning, I think you will get this one correct. And for all of you who are B1, B2, C1, maybe C2, C2 is tough. C2 is tough. I think by the definition, I don't think... I think there are a lot of native English speakers that are not C2, but this one should be pretty easy, I think. I need to blank my shoes, lots of A's, 
Lots of A's. Take off. Take off. Yeah. I need to take off my shoes. But remember, we used take off as to run away, which is kind of weird, right? So you can use it both ways. Like, hey, the plane is going to take off in five minutes, but I need to take off my shoes before entering the house. Yeah. So at least two ways we use the English phrasal verb take off. Aren't they fun? English phrasal verbs. Yulia, hope you're doing well. <laughs> Renata. Yeah, I do. Well, I have like a minute and a half before I really have to go. Or maybe Renata said she was going to take off, but she's still here. Teacher Mike English. Look at this guy. This guy's amazing. If you don't know Teacher Mike English, get to know Teacher Mike English. Check him out on Facebook. He's got like over a million followers. I think a million and a half now. Check him out on YouTube, Teacher Mike English. Yeah, a C2 learner probably has more correct English than the average native speaker. Yeah, absolutely. I teach 13 and 14 year old native English speakers during the school year. And I would argue that they are not C2, they're C1. And also if I had to speak about astronomy, mathematics, I'm not a C2 speaker. So I think C2 is a really hard level to, to attain. So, and teacher Mike English, we've been talking about maybe a collab during the summer. So be on the lookout, check that guy out. He's good. I think every day he has a new lesson. Okay. So Renata has to take off. Yeah, and, and in the United States, not everybody takes off their shoes before entering the house. I know in some cultures, if you live in Russia, I'm told you need to take off those shoes before you enter the house. Audie the tie, reminding the kids, hey, take those shoes off. Like, I do it nicely the first time the second or third time, maybe not so much. Come on, take them off. You know, you know what the problem around my house is? Turning off lights. Yes, I am that dad. I've become my father. My father always used to worry about turning off the lights. We need to save energy. It's my job now. Telling the kids, come on. Who's in the kitchen? Who forgot to turn off the light? All right, I do. I am already a minute late. I need to get out of here. Do want to thank Audie the Tie, dropping that super sticker. I do want to thank Teacher Mike. Not sure if he's here, but he popped in for a minute. Oh gosh, English phrasal verb. When you take off to leave, don't take your shoes. No, I don't want those stinky things in the house. No, take your shoes with you. Take your shoes with you. Was it? Have a wait. What? Abdi, Abdi, is this a question about nutrition? 
you're asking the wrong guy. Sandwich carbs more than a wrap? I think so, but hey, take English speaking, English learning advice from me. Do not take nutritional advice from me. No. Yeah, that'd be good. Collab. We need to do that. We need to do that. That See, that's proper, right? Very proper to take off your shoes before entering the house. Ah, uh, Japan? That makes sense. I think so. I've seen some videos. Some of my favorite YouTubers, Kara and Nate, they visited Japan and that was a big thing. Take your shoes off before entering the house. Or Ethiopia too. Maybe it's just the United States. We really should take off our shoes because of all the things you walk on throughout the day. My neighbor has a dog. You can just imagine what you might step in by accident. Ugh. Yeah, Constantine, thank you so much, Mahmoud. Thank you so much. Oh, Renata, does that say have a good day? Thank you so much. Yeah, Teacher Mike, he's, he's really on the ball. I agree. Teacher Mike was in the chat. Not sure if he's still there though. Whoa, Brazil. Like I said, I will be in Brazil next year. So I can just, if I visit somebody's house, I can just walk through the house with my dirty shoes. Mahmood, that would be amazing. A live stream with Teacher Mike and Bob the Canadian. Maybe it might happen. All right, gotta go. I am already three minutes late, but it's okay. This was fun. I hope you had some fun. I hope you learned a little bit of English. I hope you can now use those English phrasal verbs a little better. I'm gonna have a long video for you on Wednesday. Long video. I think it's like 40 minutes. So check that out. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube, head over there. Speak English with this guy. Follow on you know, all the all the all the YouTube things. All right. Thank you so much. Adios, amigos.